It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer, brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Austin O'Neill. Kirk Elliott hanging out with us here in the RBN studio. Uh, we are in lovely Kansas City, Missouri, where it is a frigid day today. And uh, we've got a pretty good show lined up for us um, today. We're going to visit with Steve Post, as we do each and every Wednesday um, here on Mostly Motorsports. And we're also going to talk to Jerry Hoffman. Um, they've got... Uh, a lot going on right now uh, down there in Springfield Raceway, and we're going to talk to him. They're they're moving their date um, this week because of the frigid weather that they're going to have this weekend. And if you're not familiar with the uh, the Bushlight Turkey Bowl that they have down there at Springfield Raceway. We're going to talk about that with him. they got late models down there, all kinds of great stuff going on down there at Springfield Raceway. We'll talk to him about that here in just a little bit. Late models are the main attraction down there um, for that that weekend, and they are going to be moving that to Friday, November 25th, and we'll talk to Jerry Hoffman about that here in just a few minutes. Um, last night... Hey, I hit it, didn't I, Austin? I hit it right on the ne- uh, right on the head, didn't I? T-Maz picks up the win last night. Yeah, well, my guy was a no-show after he, you know, <clears throat> uh, made an announcement that he was going to be there. So, um, you got a free win. Congrats. What do you mean I got a free win? Uh, Sunshine was supposed to race this, this Western Swing, and uh, from what I was told, he showed up, saw the car he was going to drive, and left. What was that all about? Do you I, know? I don't know. I, I told you what I know. I He showed up and left. So he didn't like the car that he was I, supposed to drive? Is that maybe the... Well, I, I guess. I mean, he showed up, looked at, looked at the car, and left. Wow. How about that? So so that doesn't mean that uh, Kevin Thomas Jr. was going to win the race. Kevin Thomas Jr.? Uh, ho- hold on. Who'd you say? Tyler Courtney. Tyler Courtney Sunshine was going to win the race. I don't know why I said uh, Kevin Thomas Jr., Anyway, Tyler Courtney, that mean he was going to win the race. Well, you still had somebody to outrun. Well, Buddy Kofoid was there. I didn't pick Buddy. This was between you and I. I know that, but that doesn't mean that Sunshine was going to win. Just because he was there doesn't mean necessarily mean he's going to win the race, right? You have a shot if you show up. If you don't show up, you're you're not going to win. Right. Well, uh, all I can say is is that um, my prediction came true. So, just so you know, um, what did you think of that race last night? Well, that was all right. Not not too thrilling for you. T. Mez, once he got out in the lead, it was kind of over, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was super heavy, and really nobody was making making anything. You know, really happen. Uh, oh, Taylor, uh, she was she was looking pretty good last night, wasn't she? At one point during the race. Yeah, and she ended up like she has the majority of her races this year. 22nd. She ended up 22nd. Crashed. Right, yeah. What? What? Wasn't it uh, her and uh, Moles that got together, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Late in the race. But uh, I'm a little, I'm a, a little set back to Kaylee Bryson, who, who was our guest yesterday on the show. She ended up running 12th. And uh, Jade Avedesian, which she was, she was fast, fast time last night, wasn't she? Yes. Yeah, I was pretty impressed with that, weren't you? That she was fast time. No. Yeah, I, I, I told, <clears throat> I, I said on the show yesterday, there's two females that have a legitimate shot at, at winning, um, at any point during this this Western Swing, and it was either Jade or Kaylee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know how how do you win a USAC race? You got to qualify good uh, and get through heat race, and and it'll put you up you know closer to the front. And you know she, um, I don't know where she ended up in the heat race, but she did the first part of the, she got got the job done in the first part of the night. Right. Well, Taylor ended up leading six laps last night, which is pretty good for her. I, I 
to be honest with you, I was a little set back that she was fast time, weren't you? A little bit? What do you mean? Well, You're she, surprised? No, I, I, Surprised the female actually had speed? And, and, and No, I'm not surprised that a female had speed, but uh, she, she was fast qualifier. She ran a 1241 with a 6. She beat Buddy Kofoit, who ran a 1245 with a 2. She's, um, won, she's won midget races this year. Yeah. So she, that shouldn't be a surprise. No, I, I don't. I, it, it's just that, you know, if if I was going to pick one of the female ladies, one of the ladies to be fast time, I would have probably taken. I don't know. Who who would you have taken? You wouldn't have taken Taylor, would you? No. Mm-mm. You Who would you have taken? Kaylee? Either her or Jade. I mean, I don't, it just depends on, on what their stats look like for this year. You know, yeah. go back and, and see how they qualified. If they can qualify really good, or or you know which one which which one out qualifies the other on a majority of the nights. Well, uh, I you know I don't really keep up on the qualifying part, man. That, to be honest with you, as a fan, and I've said this many times on the show, as a fan, I'm I'm not much into qualifying. I I just don't. As a driver, I loved it. But as a, as a fan, I'm just not big into it, you know. It's just not my thing. I just can't stand sitting there watching people qualify. I don't know why why I'm that way. But uh, anyway, T-Maz ended up winning last night. And uh, do you have that uh, interview queued up by chance? No. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, well let's uh, let's play that interview that uh, Timez did right after the race last night after his victory. Timez, Thomas Meserol, your winner of the November Classic, and it's your first win. Your first win since Solomon Valley for the Chad McDaniel Memorial during Mid-America Week. It hasn't been for a lack of speed in the 7X, just almost a lack of luck. So what has gone into getting back into victory lane, and how good does it feel on top of that? You know, I've been watching a lot of GoPro footage, and the 67 car has just been better. So I changed my package up a little bit today, and uh, it looks like it worked. You know, uh, Dave killed it with the motor, and, and the fueling is everything, you know, and we just drove across the country the air's different so hats off to dave um, i didn't have my crew my crew chief here bill hi bill uh, my buddy chuck showed up with me though and we killed it tonight you know and i'm, I'm feeling a little bit under the weather weather i might have drank a little bit too much the last couple nights so uh, you know that's why the, the cage stand was just like oh okay probably shouldn't go with that because uh, we don't want to fall off again uh, so stoked for my team stoked for joe and matt back home who work their butts off who give me everything i need to go win races hey if you didn't know i got a youtube channel go check it out Timez tv it's pretty good thomas you were making some brady split second decisions there in traffic got it put in a tough spot quite a few times so how do you make those split second decisions especially in high pressure situations racing in traffic you know, uh, with the midgets, you just kind of hang it to the floor and, and high. Just try to, you just hang it to the floor and try to not crash it. And so I, I managed to not crash it and I hung it to the floor. So, uh, hey, hats off to everybody that came out. It's cold. Hats off to everybody back home. I know it's late. Sorry. Three hours different. Not much we can do. But, uh, hey, we're here to put on a show and I think we did that. So uh, hats off to everybody that, that's watching and, and showed up. So thank you. Indeed he did. Thomas Meserol, your winner of the November Classic. We'll get a word. Oh, T-Mez, man. He, he, that's his fourth win of the year this year. Southern Illinois Center, he, he won a race there. Uh, that was back on my birthday, March 11th. And um, I'm sitting here looking over where he won. Anyway, I, I counted up four races that he won this year. So, um, but he's he's got to be one of the uh, one of the favorites going into uh, Turkey Night and at Merced and at Ventura and Placerville. So I, I I'm I'm going to pick Timez to win a couple more races before this is all said and done. Hey, how about that Buddy Kofoid flip last night? What'd you think of that? That was pretty gnarly, wasn't it? I don't think Buddy flipped last night. 
He didn't flip? I don't think Buddy flipped. Who, who, who was it that? Who was it that flipped over there in turn four? I watched the A main, so I didn't. I didn't catch the flip. Heat race number one. Oh no, no, I take that back. It was Ryan Timms that flipped. It wasn't Buddy. It was Ryan Timms. Um, in, in the first heat race last night, um, he got together. And he got upside down. It was a pretty gnarly flip. I don't know if he can find that heat race number one or not. But I'm going to tell you, it was a pretty gnarly flip. Um, he busted his ass pretty big last night. So we'll have to take a look here, and maybe we can find that flip. Uh, but it was, a, it, it was a pretty nasty one last night for sure. Um, what would you think? The There it is right there. How about that flip there? Back that up again. Would you? Just a little bit. Here we go. They get down into the corner. He just kind of bikes up, and it takes off. That was pretty big, wasn't it? Yeah, typical for a midget. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, they had to break out a backup car, I believe, for him last night as well um let's uh they're not going to be racing tonight they're not going to be racing until they go to placerville and that's going to be on the 17th 18th and 19th um you've have you ever seen placerville before i've seen races there yeah what do you think of that place it's uh it's a it's a giddy up joint. Yeah, it's a hit it's a hidden gem. Too bad it's in the central uh area of California. Uh, I don't know how long it'll be around for. Uh it's hard to believe it's in the middle of a neighborhood, but yeah, it's uh it puts on good racing for just about anything that goes there, sprint cars to midgets. Yeah. No, I've been there several times. It's a it's a really cool place to go to. So, um can't wait to see the the action there again that's going to be on november 17th 18th and 19th and then they're at merced on the 22nd 23rd then they're going to wrap it all up at turkey night at ventura and that's going to be on the 26th um let's uh let's give oh uh our buddy down there jerry hoffman a call real quick if we can i want to talk to him quickly about what's going to go on with their race they've they've moved that date Again, um, not uh, unseasonable weather. It's going to be really cold down there this weekend. So they, they moved it to Saturday, November 26th. Going to have a full late model show down there with heats, B features, Turkey Bowl, Maine. They're going to have pure stocks there as well, B mods. And um, so there's going to be a lot of a lot of stuff going on down there at Springfield, and we thought we'd help out Jerry Hoffman and try to get him some fans down there. Kenny Schrader and Kenny Wallace is going to be uh, racing down there next week as well, and we have been told that Kenny Wallace is going to join us on the show next week. So that ought to be interesting. So let's go to the phone right now and bring on Jerry. How you doing, Jerry? Hey, good. How you doing today? I'm doing all right, bud. So... Uh, unseasonable weather, you're going to have to move that date, right? Yeah, it's kind of seasonable seasonable weather, but unseasonable for what we've had in November. So, yeah, we're going to have to um, move her back a week. Yeah. So, uh, let, let's talk about it. You're going to have Kenny Wallace and, and Ken Schrader down there as well. Uh, you're bringing in those two guys. They always come down there and run at your race. Uh, just talk about what, what's going to transpire next week. Yeah, I'm a... Uh, yeah, Schrader, he comes in there two or three times a year and runs the IMCA Modified. Kenny Walsh has been there two or three times since I've owned it for 16 years. And they just like to come race down there because they say it's usually pretty racy. And Schrader said one of the greatest trophies he's ever won was that turkey trophy he won for Turkey Bowl 8. He's got it hanging up in his shop. So they're pretty excited to come back. Uh, Wallace is going to be driving one of my cars. And uh, Schrader, I think he's bringing a B-Mod and an A-Mod. So oh, is that right? We moved everything back a week. Uh, we're going to have a test and tune on Friday. 
And then on Saturday, we're going to have the open late models. You're going to kind of top the card with a $10,075 to win open late model race, 500 to start. And we're going to run the pure stocks with like area rules from everywhere around the Springfield area and their local tracks. They're going to have a full show. And then we're going to run the Midwest mods, both classes, the legends, and the B mods. They'll all run heat races on Saturday. And then we'll run Sunday. And Sunday, we're going to bring the A mods in. Mm. So the A-Bods, the IMCA, IMCA cars can run with the three-inch spoiler. And then the open, like the USRA cars can run. The only thing they got to do is take their spoiler off. They can leave their spoiler sides on. And UMPs run in two with them. So those three classes really race pretty good together. And uh, we'll run a heat races and the B features and the A features for the modifieds on Sunday. And then we'll run the um, B features and the turkey bowl mains for the rest of the classes on Sunday. We'll start about... 3.15 right in there, and we should have the show over with around 9 o'clock, I think. So it'll give time for people to head on home. Yeah. Uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, you're going to have over $64,000 in prize money for this, this weekend, yeah. right? Yep. That's what it adds up to when you go to paying out what we paid out last year, and then we throw some more money to make the uh, late model 10075 to win. And uh, don't pay. It's, it's a lot on the top. It's 500 to start, light in the middle, but I think the 10,075 will bring a few extra late models, and I think it'll bring some more pay-per-views on our SpringfieldRaceway.tv, and I think it'll bring a few extra race fans because it's 10,075 to win. Right, no doubt. Uh, that's pretty good pay right there. Hey, listen, I I, I want to say that you did a really good job on racing dirt the other day when I was watching you. When was that? Didn't you do some pit reporting for Racing Dirt? I didn't do any on Racing Dirt. No, that was somebody else. wasn't me. It wasn't you. wasn't me, no. I think I'd be a good pit reporter, though, if I ever did any reporting, but it wasn't me. It wasn't you. Well, I nope. could have swore it that. It been alias. It, it, maybe it was an alias. Yeah, alias. I could have swore you did some for him. Nope. No. 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 Uh, um. So, uh, how many years have you been down there? 16 years, you said? 16 years we've uh, I've owned the racetrack. Me and Doug Bland got it together, and then he kind of moved on and done some other stuff. I bought him out, so now I own it by myself. And I actually officially do own it, too, uh, to pay that last payment at the bank to own something. It's pretty cool, especially the dirt track. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, man, so our uh, first one was the first turkey ball I think you was at. It was the Open Wheel Turkey Classic. It was Saturday, November 24, 2007. Yeah. That's a long time ago, you know it? Been a long time. We've been doing this a long time, oh, Kirk Elliott, yeah. myself. So you Kirk do a good job. Yeah. Um, listen, um, so th this is an unsanctioned late model race, right? Yeah, just just open rules. You know, USR, I mean, it's uh, comp cams, uh, MLRA-type rules, uh, tire rules pretty open with a 40 on the right rear, trying to let them guys burn up all their tires. So I think I've talked to a couple late model drivers, and that's, Kind of what everybody talked about, what we did with the tire rule to make it good for everybody to come. UMP cars or top cam cars or MLRA cars. It's a pretty good tire rule, I think. Yeah, no doubt. It's not the tire rule I have if I own the late model series, but you got to kind of go with what everybody has. What, what what tire would you run if you had your choice? I'd probably just have two tires, and that'd be it. Mm -hmm. That'd be it. It'd be two tires. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Jerry, um, I'm looking forward to – I'll probably make it down there on the 26th. Good. That's Saturday, November 26th, and then Sunday, yep. November 27th, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Looks like Turkey Bowl 16. Yeah. Well, we, we wanted to make sure that we got the word out there that people should know that you changed the dates on that. and uh, Yes. Appreciate it. Yeah, we just thought we'd get a hold of you and, and uh, let everybody know. So uh, appreciate you guys doing that. Sharing the sharing the um, uh, word of racing. That's neat for your platform to do that. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Jerry, we appreciate you uh, coming on the show, and uh, we'll see you down there on the twenty sixth and twenty seventh. All right. Hey, thank you guys. I do appreciate. It. Have a happy Thanksgiving. All right, you too, buddy. All right, there you have it, Jerry Hoffman joining us on the show. I could have swore he was a pit reporter for Racing Dirt. I could have swore he was. I think he was. I, I just don't think he was admitting it. I'm not sure. I, I don't think so. 
I don't. Well, remember when I had Trenton Barry on and we talked about him doing some pit reporting? He had Scotty Allen on. Uh, Urbana Scotty Allen, not Gary Hoffman. That's a little different. Scotty Allen. See, you know, it, it, it's it's all these years of, of all those concussions I have. I just can't remember anything anymore. Yeah, that's, I'm getting that's, old, that's, dude. That's, that's an issue. I'm getting old. Big issue. What, a big issue? What do you mean, big issue? She can't remember things. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good at all. All right, we're, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Steve Post, the postman, is going to join us. We'll talk about uh, Turkey uh, Turkey Night and Merced, Placerville, and last night, T-Mez picking up the win at Bakersfield. We'll talk about that and more with Steve Post when we come back. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll be right back. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix, it works. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play getaway. Osage National Golf Resort. Three nine hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, 
visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer. Gosh, I just didn't realize I was that punchy. I, I'm getting a little punchy, Steve. Uh, I, I'm getting up there in age, and I can't remember shit anymore. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, I, I, before we get into talking about motorsports, I, I want to talk about your, your marathon that you ran. Man, you, you did good, bud. Yeah, it was quite the experience. Did the uh, Charlotte Half Marathon, 13.1 miles, and um, I was hoping to do a little bit better. I uh, my, my, my heart rate wouldn't come down at one point, and I had to walk a fair amount towards the second half, but um, but I got it done. I'm really happy about it. Um, you know, learned, learned, learned a lot of things that I'll do different the next time, and uh, really, uh, really had a blast. It was, uh, it was a neat experience. The whole running journey has been kind of a weird fun thing for me and uh it was another chapter of that so i'm really uh really enjoyed it it was good so you, you keep track of your heart rate when you're running yeah i um i never did in the past and and what i did knowing is was something a little bit more serious than than just a 5k or something like that i hired a, a trainer um and she uh she had me monitor everything for the first week or two and, uh, you know, I mean, the reality of it is, Scott, I'm 58 years old. I'm still carrying, I, I've lost weight, but I'm still carrying way too much weight. Um, I've never really done much as far as athletics go. And so the bottom line of it is, is we kind of found the threshold of where I need to keep my heart rate to, to keep myself safe doing this, not put myself in any, any harm. And uh, there's just times where it's just a matter of uh, look, looking at the heart rate monitor and having to walk a little bit. And I'm, and I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm, I'm not one of these uber competitive people that, you know, that someone's in front of me, uh, uh, hundred yards in front of me and I've got to run them down. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. And so I spent the second half, a lot of, uh, a lot of time walking and trying to get that, trying to keep that heart rate at a good monitor or at a good level, but, um, still very rewarding, uh, very, uh, very exciting. That's for sure. I don't know if you know this, Steve, but I ran track back in the day. Did you really? Did you run short distance or long distance? I was a sprinter. If if you can believe that or not, I, I won two events in district in the hundred yard dash. Back then, it was called the hundred, right? The mm -hmm. hundred yard dash, and I won a, a couple of events in the two twenty, and um, I ended up going to the junior Olympics, and I got a second place in the junior Olympics when I ran track back in the day. So. Nice. Yeah. Good for you. That's great. Yeah. No, I um, I never did anything. I mean, I was, um, you know, I mean, and, and all of uh, all of the friends that I run with, they they were they were similar. They did cross country. They did track. They've been running and stuff like that. But I don't know. I never never done anything. And this whole thing started at the at the four ten dash at Knoxville in twenty eighteen. Um, Brad Sweet's dad actually shared with me uh, uh, an idea about running intervals where you run a little bit and walk a little bit and run a little bit and walk a little bit. And that's what triggered the whole thing. So between between Kendra and uh, and Don Sweet, they're the ones that got me started on this mess. Let me tell you a little story about one time that I, I ran a cross country uh, a, a deal. They did it at intermission during a a football game when I was in middle school, and the eighth graders they got to run a marathon. It was probably about two or three miles. That's probably all it was. And on the day that they did the practice to kind of give us a, an idea of what the course was all about, I, I won that deal that day that we did it. And so the day of the football game, I decided that I'm going to, I'm going to lead the first lap. The first lap was a lap around the, the track. And then you would go outside the track and you'd run the, the hills and whatnot. And I took off running and I, I tried to lead the first lap and I ended up running like almost dead last because I get, I, I gassed myself. Yeah. The first, 
the first mile is challenging because there's um, because there's there was um, a couple thousand people in this race, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Um, you know, maybe two thousand. I forget what it was between the full and the half. The the first mile is challenging because everybody is just flying, and that's what my trainer was like. Set your pace. Don't let the crowd influence your pace. Just kind of do what you're going to do. And the first mile was very challenging because I was, you know, and and, and I still had a – when I got to my first mile and looked and saw my timing, I'm like, whoa, man, dude, that was that was too fast. That's uh, – um, so my pacing, my pacing was good through seven miles. My pacing was good, and I felt strong with that. It was uh, – you know, then it just became a matter of uh, having to walk a lot more because uh, – because and and the, and you know, we I've always joked around about Charlotte. Charlotte, the 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 high end, uh, everywhere else it's downtown. Charlotte wants to be called uptown, and I've always kind of mocked that. You know, uptown Charlotte, <laughs> uptown Charlotte. Well, after running a race in uptown Charlotte, it's uptown Charlotte because the second half of that race was all damned uphill the whole way back into town. I'm telling you, wore me out and, and wore me out and slowed me down. Slowed me down both. That's for sure. Uh, Steve, how much has sage fruit played a, a role in you trying to get yourself into better shape? Well, you know, it's funny because I've had a partnership with Chuck and Sage Fruit. This is a sprint car partnership that we have. They, right. they're, they're a big part of ours on Wing Nation. And then as as my life, I've had this interest in doing things healthy. Uh, Chuck and I were talking about it one time, and I said, hey, do you uh, you want to kind of, uh, you know, not shift the partnership, but kind of focus the partnership uh, ship on, um, on on healthy eating. And obviously they're a fruit company, you know, I mean, wh- fruit, fruits and, and healthy eating, and it's just kind of been a natural fit. And uh, it's really grown into, it's, it's, it's actually probably more so about the fitness than it is about the racing with Sage. And, and I actually spent some time with Chuck and some of his, uh, some of his customers out of Phoenix a couple of weeks ago. And there's a couple of guys there that do some fitness things. And we spent more time, as much time talking about that as anything else. So it's been a, uh, you know, it was, it was certainly not designed that way. Um, but my interest in health and fitness and their partnership kind of came along uh, because of our passion for sprint car racing. And it came along at the same time, and it's kind of evolved into something. So, you know, sage, sage fruit is. Uh, I was uh, when I did my when I did my half on Sunday. I was in a sage fruit shirt and hat, and uh, certainly, uh, certainly a big. Uh, they've been a big supporter of mine on this, and they kind of like the, the 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 healthy approach to things as well. Chuck is a really good guy. Oh gosh, he's phenomenal. One of those. I, I met Chuck. Uh, it's uh, this is you talk about a weird meeting. Joe Dara, Cody Dara's dad, uh, he runs a salvage yard up in Pennsylvania, and I've known Joe forever. And we were down at Volusia when Cody got the deal to drive for Casey Kane. And so Joe introduced me to Chuck, and Chuck was one of those guys. We talked for probably 45 minutes that night, and we both agreed. It was like we'd known each other our whole lives. We, we, it, it's just one of those people that you just instantly, we, we instantly clicked, instantly hit it off. By the end of that conversation, he's like, "Well, what can I do for you for Wing Nation?" And that's literally how the whole partnership started. And we've been we've been good ever since. We get a chance to break bread two or three times a year. We see him at the Chili Bowl at Knoxville. Uh, he was out at Phoenix with the group, and um, and then when I go to because he lives in Kansas City part of his year, right? Um, I get a chance to um, get a chance to see him and Brenda's wife and the whole family. Just wonderful, wonderful folks. That's for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. And again, uh, Steve's appearance here on Mostly Motorsports is brought to you by Sage Fruit, and we want to thank those guys for allowing Steve to come over here and be a part of our show each and every Wednesday. Did you get a chance to watch the uh, midget race at Bakersfield last night? Saw a little bit of the highlights of it. Saw uh, saw Timez um, getting the win there. I saw a couple of bombs that didn't work out well. Uh, I saw Ryan Timms go for a nasty ride. That was a that was a that was a wild flip. That's for sure. Yeah. And and then I saw Timez, uh, you know, a boarding mission, if you will, about doing the uh, doing the cage stand because he'd been drinking too much the days before. Right. So, right. Right. Uh, it uh, sounds like the world is right. The world is right. Timez is winning races. Timez is partying, and Timez is a great interview. So I, uh, the the world is right in the midget world. That's for sure. Um, uh, what'd you think about Jade Avedisian picking up a uh, fast time last night? That was pretty impressive, wasn't it? Yeah, it really is. And and we've seen Jade a couple times over here running the micros at Millbridge and, uh, she's really 
Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I was not, and, and if I'm not mistaken, she has qualified well over here and and ran well at times and other times kind of faded back through the pack. So she, I, I wasn't surprised uh, because she seems to be really, really good at qualifying. And so wasn't surprised at all. And, and you know, and, 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 and even team has talked about it. When you, you your first time on the West Coast, the air is different, the feeling is different, the track was heavy, and uh, she's a she's a she, she, she's a heck of a, a driver, a heck of a racer, and so not surprised really at all because uh, what my knowledge of her is very limited. My knowledge of her, though, she's an awful good qualifier, and she certainly was that last night. Yeah, how about O Taylor? She led uh, the first six laps of that race last night. That was pretty impressive. Yeah, I got to meet her and her uh, her parents. Uh, actually, we sat together at Millbridge when the midgets were in town back in the spring when the Extreme Outlaw or the Extreme Midget Series kicked off. Their first races were at Millbridge, and uh, actually sat with her parents and got to meet them and, and chat with her a little bit. And uh, she's she's she she she's pretty good racer. She's getting better. She obviously had the uh, the, the the win earlier this year in the uh, in, in the midget car and. Just watching her kind of climb the ladder and learn the ropes. It's such a that's such a rough and tumble business. I mean, the the midget world is just you know, and you you see, and, and you've got to have these young racers. They've got to lead six laps and have one get away from them and lead six laps and mm-hmm. maybe lead ten or twelve laps and have one get away from them and and it's just one of those things before you learn how to start to win on a consistent basis. She has a win, but. Um, I think she's. Uh, I think she's progressing, progressing fairly well. Just what what I see, and again, uh, just just watching from the distance here. Yeah, I was a little set back by uh, uh, Kaylee Bryson's uh, performance last night. She started fifteenth. She ended up running twelfth. Um, I'm 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 kind of about the the female drivers. I, I kind of look at them as. Who is going to be the next one to make it up into the NASCAR ranks? Is there one of these three women? that you think that it's going to make it up into the NASCAR ranks before long? You know, it's fascinating because it just, it, it, and if, if last night's a snapshot, I think, I think we see great qualifying out of Jade. Um, I, I think Taylor's, um, I, I think Taylor's, I, I think uh, Taylor's still gaining a lot of experience. I, I think the one that probably impresses me the most is Kaylee. Uh, but ironically, last night she had probably the most lackluster. She ended up with a better finish than than than, than Taylor for sure. But she she just kind of you know went from fifteenth to twelfth. But she seems to have uh, seems to have the more uh, the more seat time, uh, the more experience, and um, it's gotten some of that consistency down. I think that's. Uh, that it, it, it's so important if if indeed she's looking to make that next step. But uh, boy, I'm telling you, in the major world or across the country, there are uh, there are so many talented young young lady racers. There's a there's a group of them today. Uh, South Boston up at South Boston, they're doing the uh, the Rev Racing Combine up there today, and there's. Uh, there's there, there's six or eight uh, young ladies up there running late model stock cars right now. So uh, whether it's whether it's Taylor or Jade or Kaylee or or, or somebody else, uh, it, it's kind of neat to see the neat to see the young ladies as they make their way through the tiers. And it and it's not a matter of if one of them makes them; it's which one or how many of them make it uh, into the into the upper echelons of American motorsports. Yeah, no doubt. Well, let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Were you a, a little setback that uh, Ryan Priest is going to replace uh, Cole Custer in the forty-one car? No, I wasn't. I, um, I, Ryan is one of those guys. And this goes back to my indoor auto racing days. We've, uh, we've, we've had a few beers together and I've had a lot of laughs together. So Ryan's one of those guys. Ryan also has a really unique thing about him, is that he gets to driver introductions first which I don't understand that, whether he's just got a bad PR guy or no PR guy. Mm -hmm. But I've had multiple times this year where I'm out there waiting for the drivers to show up, and he's the first one there. And because I know Ryan, we've had some really good visits. And and he's been been rather coyly quiet that he felt pretty good about what they were doing. And and what they were doing is – is they were they were lining up sponsorship. Uh, he is uh, he, Kevin Harvick Incorporated manages manages Ryan's businesses in his career, and so what what Kevin did was because you had a unique situation with the forty one car. You had Cole Custer. Uh, his his dad is Joe Custer. Joe is uh, general manager over there, and Joe Custer and Gene Haas are are lifelong friends. So 
You had Gene Haas, Haas CNC, more money than God. Mm-hmm. You had, you know, was 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 funding Cole's car. And so you kind of had us hunch that that's where the direction was going to go. But then as Ryan was putting together funding, uh, Tony Stewart was like, I, I just think Ryan's a better option for this car. And Tony and Gene kind of negotiated this. Simultaneously, Ryan, through Kevin Harvick Incorporated, was able to bring some funding in to take some of that funding off from the plate of Gene. And so that's why this thing all came about. And I had, I had I talked to Ryan, maybe Homestead, I think it was Truck Race at Homestead, and there was a sense about him that it was, it was leaning in the right direction. And then I actually had somebody last week that I, that I know pretty well told me that it was going in that direction. So um, I, I think two things here. I think Ryan Priest is going to do well in that car. I uh, would not be surprised if he doesn't win a race or two along the way. I think Ryan Priest is the real deal. And I think what this also has done is it has created a big old mess in the Xfinity Series if you're junior motorsports or if you're Joe Gibbs Racing because I have a hunch that Cole Custer is going to come in there with a mission, and if they can get those Ford Mustangs from Stuart Haas Racing running well, which all indications are they will, Cole Custer is going to be a handful in that Xfinity Series. Uh, this is I, I tweeted about this about an hour, hour and a half ago. I'm, I'm fairly confident in two things. One, Cole Custer doesn't necessarily like the way things went down in Stuart Haas Racing, and two, Cole Custer is going to win a lot of races next year, and I believe both of those to be the case. And uh, I, I think Cole will, because uh, here's here's where Cole's got to look at this thing big picture, okay? Big picture at Stuart Haas Racing. You go down and you win four, five, six, eight Xfinity Series races. Right. You've got Eric Almirola and Kevin Harvick that are both close to the end of the line. They're at Stuart Haas Racing. So uh, Cole's a smart kid. His dad, Joe's a smart guy. I'm sure Gene Haas has probably had this conversation with him. This is a step backward that could be a step forward in two or three years because you could, you could really set yourself up with some wins and, and really establish yourself as that guy when you walk back into that cup garage in a year or two. I think it, 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 we've seen drivers take a step back to the Xfinity Series and they – they blossom when they go back there, and then that creates the opportunity to get back into the Cup Series. How long do you think it will you think it will be when we see Cole Custer come back to the Cup Series? Do you think a couple years? My my hunch is it's a one year deal because I think the, the the other key is a seat available, and I'm not sure how much longer Eric Elmerola is going to race, and so I think that that's got to fall into place as well. Uh, so I think I think it's one year. I think it's a one year of kicking butt and taking names in the Xfinity Series, and it's going to be a matter of okay, we got to get this man up, this this young man back up here. And and Scott, one of the things that is so important for a race car driver is confidence. And I am telling you, you get to that cup level and you get the snot beat out of you on a regular basis, right. and you lose that 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 confidence. And so you step back, and, and Cole actually won an Xfinity Series race earlier this year out in Southern California, and you get a little bit of that swagger back. You you uh, you know you, and then you start running on a regular basis up front, and you start winning races, and it's like okay, uh, I don't know what went wrong with that Cup deal last year, but I'm the man, and I'm going to make sure when I come back this year. It's going to be it, it it it's going to be pretty pretty stout that's for sure and I think it's I, I think uh, I think this is a this is a step backward that could very well be a huge step forward for Cole Custer and I don't think we're talking a five year program I think we're talking a year or two is all we're talking about yeah no doubt about it uh, he's a he's a pretty damn good racer and it won't take him much time to get back up to the cup level I, I'm with you on that um, Ty Gibbs it was announced that they're gonna get rid of the 18 and he's going to drive the 54 car, right? Yeah, I think the, I, 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 there's no shock in this. And, and I, I, and I just can't fathom, um, you know, he goes out and he wins that Xfinity series championship on Saturday at Phoenix. And, and within a few hours, um, his dad passes away. So I can't imagine the, 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 the heartbreak, the stress, and it's just like, and we all kind of knew that he was going to Cup Series because they hadn't announced the place replacement for Kyle Busch. But then you, you just put that in the middle of it. And it's like, okay, how's this going to go? Now, to me, it's interesting. I think this, to me, has the um, has the making of a one year uh, hiatus of the eighteen car. Um, and 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 whether Ty ends up in the eighteen or there's some there's some changes, you know, we'll we'll have to see with that. 
because uh, I, I, but I think, I think the 18 is Joe Gibbs original number. Remember Dale Jarrett, the Daytona right. 500, the 18 is the original number. So I know the 18 means something to, to Joe Gibbs, but I also don't know that you want to put a driver in an 18 car right the year after Kyle Busch. Uh, the example that I always use is, Joey. Joey Logano was put into an orange number 20 car after right. Tony Stewart stepped out of that car. Right. And that was Joey riding Tony's car. <clears throat> and so I think the idea of putting Ty in a separate number for a year or so, uh, or, or maybe permanently, maybe maybe as they juggle things around, you know, with, with wherever Truex ends up as far as racing or not racing or whatever it is, you know, maybe that 19 becomes the 18 and someone new is brought in. I think this serves Ty really, really well to not have to go into the not have to go into that number 18 Gibbs car. I just, I think that I, I know for a fact that that Joey Logano, when he went into that orange 20 car, that did him no favors. That really did not do him any favors at all. And on top of that, he had Greg Zipidelli as his crew chief as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. And, and it just was, it was, it was, it was too much. You, you, it's never your car. And that's one of the things Joey talked about when, when he got the opportunity to go to the, the Penske team with the 22 team. He was involved with Todd Gordon, the crew chief, in building that team. It wasn't Tony's team. That became Joey's team, mm-hmm. the 22 over at Penske Racing. And, and I think that's the and, – and that's the Chris Gale uh, crew chief on the Xfinity Series side is going with Ty Gibbs to the 54 Cup car. So it's more Ty's team. It's not plugging Ty into Kyle's team. It's Ty's team, and I think that I think that's and and, and, uh, and who is it for me to say that Joe Gibbs it was a mistake or whatever it is? But I think that's something they've learned over time is that is that Joey never fit in there, never fit into that number twenty card, never fit into that team. He won a race up in New Hampshire on fuel mileage, never fit into that. And when he goes and leaves, he's a two time champion and a first ballot Hall of Famer. So I, I think they've I, I think they've uh, I, I think they've served Ty well by separation, and let's set the 18 on the shelf for a year and, 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 and see where we all end up. Man, that was a, a shocking news about Coy, wasn't it? Oh, my gosh. That was just, it was just, you just, you, you couldn't believe it. I mean, when I was, I was busy there, and, and Kim Kuhn, one of my co-broadcasters, she sat down, and, she, uh, and I knew something was going on. I knew there was a driver change. And she says, you didn't hear this from me. But, and she told me, I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then as you started to look around and realize that you know, it was the case and it was just, just shocking 49 years old. And, and then you start to look around, you start to realize um, the impact he had not only in NASCAR racing and obviously son of coach Gibbs, uh, father of Ty Gibbs, but then you see like the Cruz Pedregon and talk about Coy was their bottom end engine guy. When Joe Gibbs racing was into drag racing and uh, his, his, his depth of motorsports knowledge, his depth of motorsports passion, and you know, gone, just just gone on the on the night that personally the 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 best night of his son's young career to be gone, just just tragic and terrible, just just terribly terribly shocking. That's for sure. I can't imagine what Coach Gibbs is thinking after losing two sons. You know, you're not supposed. You're not supposed. You're supposed to pass away before your kids do, right? That's that's yeah. ca- that's got to be tough. Yeah, and he, and he lost both of them. Both of them were aged forty nine years old, which is something weird about that as well. But yeah, you're you're one hundred percent right. I can't. I, I feel and and, and and face it, Scott. Look look look. We were where we were at with Ty prior to his dad passing. Mm-hmm. Look at the week that Ty had going into Phoenix. And yes, he overcame all of the drama, the Martinsville drama and, and all of that and overcame it. But the one thing he, he still has to overcome a lot of this stuff. And the number one person that had his back is no longer here. So I feel as Ty walks this journey that he's going to need to walk as a, as a confident young race car driver that has overstepped some bounds some, you know, prior to his dad's passing, you know that no matter what happens, there's one man that has your back, and mm-hmm. that's your dad. And and I'm sure his grandpa does too, as far as that goes. But there's one man, and to lose that as Ty gets ready to walk this next phase into the next thing, 
I've already seen I've already seen the cat calls and, and all of the nonsense. The people, you know, when, when it was announced yesterday that Ty's going to be in this car, uh, somehow people forgot that seven days ago or eight days ago the guy has lost his dad and are only remembering him dumping Brandon Jones. But there is part of this that he is going to need to walk through, and Coy not being there is, is going to make that a bigger challenge for Ty as well. I don't know if you know it, but I had a a, a racing school out at I-70 Speedway at one time in, in 2000, and I bought a couple cars from Coy Gibbs. I bought a Jeff Purvis. I don't know if you remember the Porter Cable car that he used to drive. Do you remember that back yep. in the day? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was uh, with uh, IWX Racing. I lost uh, uh, the Porter Cable sponsorship. It was between Joe Gibbs Racing and us, and Joe Gibbs Racing got it. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Wow. So, so I, I bought I bought the Jeff Purvis Porter Cable car, and then I bought a um, a, another Super Speedway car, and it was a, a complete race ready car, and those were my two go to cars at my racing school that I had at I seventy Speedway back in the day. So, um, Coy was a really a good guy to me, and he really took real good care of me on the price of these cars and he sold them to me at a, at a lesser price. And I, I just, I just can't get my head around somebody passing away at the age of 49 years old. No, no, you can't because you're one minute. He's posing with pictures with his wife and his son with the Xfinity series championship. And he's holding court in a press conference and talking about, you know, his son's journey up until this point and, and, and how he did it. And then, in a blink of an eye, the whole world changes. It just, it just uh, does not. Still, it just does not seem, just does not seem right. It's, it's one of those things where it feels like I could wake up tomorrow and someone could say that didn't happen, and I'm mean, okay. That makes sense that that all didn't happen. But uh, sadly, I don't. I, sadly, it did happen. Yeah, no doubt. Steve, I really appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports each and every Wednesday. Again, uh, Steve's appearance is brought to you by Sage Fruit, and we want to thank Chuck and those guys over at Sage Fruit for allowing you to come over here and be a part of the show. Um, what do you got coming up? Man, dude, I have my one of my one of my favorite weekends of the year is coming up because I'm doing three totally different things. Okay, yeah. there's a little dirt track over near Fayetteville, North Carolina, in the eastern part of the state, state called Rockfish Rockfish Speedway, and they have their Winter Classic weekend for the 600 micros, and they will have probably 50 600 50 to 60 600 micros there. Friday night they're doing non-wings, so I'm going there Friday night. I'm going to spend the night over that way. Saturday, they do a wing show on Saturday night. I'm going to head south to Florence Motor Speedway, where there is going to be 50 late model stocks, including Daler and Hart Jr., trying to race their way into a 30-car field for the South Carolina 400 at the Asphalt NASCAR Weekly Racing Series late model stock track. And so I'm going to do that Saturday night. I'm going to come home, sleep in my own bed, and Sunday, I'm going to go to the place your mama warned you about, Cherokee Speedway in Gaffney, South Carolina. 100 dirt late model race. What a just it's the Mike Duval Memorial. And it that is that race probably single handedly is the one event. I've been going through it for probably the last five years. That is probably single handedly the one event that has made me fall in love with dirt late model racing. I go down there, I grill out. The pit or the gate, gates open. I take my lawn chair. I go set it up. I grab some popcorn. I have a cooler. I have a beer or two and a couple sodas. And I sit there and I watch them race on the red clay at the place your mama warned you about. So dirt late models, NASCAR style late model stocks, and 600 micros. I, I, this this weekend, the way it lays out, is one of my favorite weekends. All right, Steve. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to join us. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Sounds good. We'll talk to you, Scott. Thank you. All right. There you have it, Steve Post, the Postman. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show. It's mostly motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. We'll be right back. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. 
friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix, it works. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play getaway, Osage National Golf Resort. Three nine-hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay in play packages in our first-class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Austin O'Neill. Want to remind everybody about the 2023 Z06 with the Z07 Performance Package that they're going to be raffling off up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. If you don't know, every dollar that goes towards this Corvette goes to the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. Helps them keep the doors open up there. This Corvette, folks, is a real performance-based race car on the street. It is a 760 horsepower, 5.5 LT6 V8 engine, it goes from 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds. It's 8-speed automatic. 
It's got the big brakes on it, the larger tires, larger. Um, um, it's got the aero package on it, the Z06 aero package on it, the Z07, I should say, uh, aero package on it. It's got the big brakes on it as well. This is a real race car, folks. Uh, it's got all the whistles and bells on it. And if you'd like to take a chance to win this car, you can do so at winaz06corvette.com. That's winaz06corvette.com. Um, go there, buy you some raffle tickets, and again, all the money goes towards straight towards uh, the Hall of Fame. So make sure that you purchase uh, plenty of raffle tickets at winaz06corvette.com. And you still have time. Uh, again, they're going to be giving away the Sprint car, the 2022 Triple X. Uh, 410 Sprint car that they're going to be giving away on Friday, December 16th. It's coming up pretty quick, folks. So if you want to have a chance to win this Sprint car, this 2022 Triple X chassis, um, again, they're going to be giving it away on Friday, December 16th. This is another uh, example of how all the money, all the proceeds that goes from the, the raffle tickets that you buy for the Sprint Car go all towards the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. So um, you can do that at one. You could, I'm sorry, having a hard day today. Uh, you could do that at SprintCarRaffle.com. That's SprintCarRaffle.com. If you'd like to, you can always call up there if you don't like giving your information on a computer. You could do so with the Corvette. Or the Sprint Car at 641-842-6176. At 641-842-6176. You can give their you, your information to them over the phone if you're a little more comfortable with that as well. So again, win a Z06Corvette.com to uh, buy raffle tickets for the 2023 Z06 with the Z07 Performance Package. And... You can go to SprintCarRaffle.com and you have a chance to win the Sprint Car as well. Um, if if I win that Sprint Car, I'm not sure what I'll do with it. I, 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 I might give the motor to Austin O'Neill. That would be fun, wouldn't it? Get you a 410. Yeah, I need to go on the High Limit Show at Lakeside in April. So, uh, any new, any new, uh, any no. new word going on in anything? When, in I, when I have news, I'll announce it. Nothing right now. Nothing, nothing going right now. All right. Okay. All right. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in to Mostly Motorsports. Tomorrow, we're going to get an old timer in here, Dave Tyson. He's been around forever. And we're going to talk to him about um, his life in motorsports and all the people that he knew and used to go to the races with, he used to go to the races with the Weld family. So we're going to talk to him tomorrow. It's going to be an old timers day tomorrow. So hopefully you'll join us on the show tomorrow. And, uh, again, it's all brought to you by Lucas oil products. It works for Austin O'Neill for my partner, Kirk Elliott. I'm Scott trailer. We'll see you tomorrow here on mostly motorsports. It all starts at 12 noon central time. We hope that you'll join us. We'll see you tomorrow. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. 
Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works. <laughs> 